Okay, welcome back all of you spooky hospital patients to the fifth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I'm your host Otis and tonight I am joined by my beautiful wife Katie. Hi. And my beautiful cat Bella. Hi. <laughs> and we are reviewing the 1981 American slasher film Halloween 2. And, and no, not the Rob Zombie sequel in 2009 and no not the 2019 sequel the real Halloween 2 doggone it more of the night he came home hit that music everyone this is episode 21 of the fifth annual halloween screamathon and it's not every day that we find a horror series bella what the fuck are you doing she's like scratching behind her eye but she had like a stroke bellatrix you got to get off the mic doing all of this baby oh whatever you're you're in the episode i gotta put you in the credits now but like i was saying it's not every day that Katie and I find a series that has multiple, multiple part twos to it. Um, I think the closest thing would be, oh, fuck man, what Puppet Master? But Halloween is a special, special little boy uh, with a lot of issues because at certain points people were wanting to remake it. Now, in the intro, I brought up the fact that Rob Zombie made a remake. And a sequel, that Michael Myers was gigantic and very, very violent toward everybody. And then we have Danny McBride and his 2018 version of Michael Myers, which was a continuation of the first movie from 1978, I believe. So I feel bad because Halloween 2, that came out in 1981, it's pushed to the wayside. People are like, oh, you know, it's Halloween 2. It's the way that people talk about Halloween 3. And I brought it up to Katie. Hey, you know Halloween? The movie with Michael Myers in it? Well, the third one didn't have Michael Myers in it. And it was about Halloween masks that killed people when you put them on. Katie was like, huh. I was like, yeah. If they just called it Season of the Witch, it probably would be an awesome scary movie. But no, they added Halloween they wanted to make it some type of an anthology series which is Halloween because spoilers in this one and I guess this universe doesn't matter anymore in this one Mike was supposed to be done after this one but then you know they kept making money so they're like fuck it bring them back so for the uninitiated Halloween 2 is a continuation sequel there's not that many of them out there but the 2018 first movie of Halloween and the next one is also a continuation sequel so with that it is very much a uh, let's say metaphor Katie and Bella 
went on an adventure to save me. And then at the end, they find out I was the villain all along, and they kill me. But then, my body disappears, and Katie's like, what the fuck? And the movie ends. The next movie starts, it's Katie and Bella. Their hair's a little bit longer. They don't explain it. Maybe she's wearing a wig. Maybe she cut her hair between those four years. (laughs) And then they're like, we gotta find his body. And the movie continues. So, this is what happens. This is more of that first Halloween night when Michael Myers got free to go find Laurie Strode for reasons. Now, obviously, some people... Okay, I like to think that somebody out there is like, I've never watched this one. It is worth it, I believe. It's a very fun movie. Uh, A lot of the cool visuals and attacks and kills were very creative for the time. And I just like a good continuation sequel, Back to the Future. That's another one. Because the first one happens, and then he goes back to his time, and then you see him running down the street, and he's like, wait, I just sent you off. But that means... And then Doc just faints in the middle of the road. He's like, oh, shit, Doc, wake up. And the movie continues after that. So, this film has a couple of differences. So, Nick Castle did not come back as The Shape or Michael Myers. One, Dick Warlock was The Shape in this movie, or Michael Myers. Dick Warlock, someone says. What an absurd name. Yes. Also, Mr. Warlock was a stunt double for Kurt Russell for 25 years. So Stuntman Mike, (laughs) that he was Stuntman Mike. And also, Katie, Dick Warlock's son was the lead actor in Society. Remember that movie where all the people were all stretchy and shit? That was Dick Warlock's son. Nice. He was also in this movie. He was the kid with the boombox that showed Michael Myers where to find Lori. The boombox is like, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Attention, attention. The person that survived this murder 20 minutes ago is at the hospital. And Mike's like, oh. And starts walking toward the hospital. hospital. (laughs) So everybody returns for the movie, uh, albeit they are a little bit older. It's been three or four years since the other one. Some of the corpses, the women came back for it just to lay on a gurney and get their eyes closed. And I thought that was really cool. The mask. Now, with just about every Halloween movie, the Michael Myers mask looks either different, too much hair, not enough hair. Maybe the hair is like receding. Too wild, too weird. Like some of them are sticking up in the back. That is because every movie after this one makes a new mask because these masks deteriorate, deteriorate super fast. Now, this mask in this movie looks kind of janky because Nick Castle in the first movie kept the mask in his back pocket in between scenes, and all it was was an inside-out Captain Kirk mask spray painted white and that's very janky job which would never stay together so in between this movie the first movie and the second movie the mask was just sitting in somebody's like under their mattress and then it was in a home with a heavy smoker so there is a sheen of yellow to this mask and it's starting to crack so it's starting to look like the 2018 mask which absolutely looks amazing because it's all just like skin is like peeling off and stuff it's fucking cool looking so like i said at this point if you just go through someone out there in youtube land has sat down and ranked the masks i know i've watched a video of it 
Uh, the 2018 mask is up there in my mind, but the first one is always the best because it's the first one, you know? But this one looks a little janky. So, Katie, what did you think about Halloween 2? I really like this movie. Um, I think it did a good job at being like a Mike Myers slasher. I do think the story, like the plot wasn't necessarily great. And I love you said that. I have something for, for you. For this to be... The problem with this movie is that they didn't know where they were going with the Halloween series. Get out of my head. So the first movie is like, yeah, we're going to focus on Laurie Strode and she's babysitting and like some wild shit is happening and she takes care of business. She does her best to fight this guy off and then this guy comes in and shoots him and then, hope you know, hopefully things all over. This movie picks up right where the first one left off. She gets carted away to the hospital and then Laurie Strode is just in the hospital in a coma? In shock? I don't know. She's not... She, like, can't open. talk. Her eyes are just open. It's legitimately a waste of Jamie Lee Curtis until, like, the last five minutes of this movie. Um, and it sucks because what Halloween has now known, come to be known for is this, like, battle between michael and laurie like it's always like yes michael is the villain and yes he will always be like the big bad evil guy but laurie is just like the as the protagonist is the one it's not like the freddy movies where like the first movie it was nancy and the second movie it was this person and the third movie was somebody else the halloween movies have kind of gone back and now it's all laurie strode all the time which is great because it tells this beautiful full-fledged story um that has to do with their lineage and this movie didn't know what it was doing in that regard <laughs> so Lori was like there but fell by the wayside this movie like michael came in and just started murdering folks which was great all the kills were great like everything was great but there wasn't enough like actual story it was just too much of a continuation of the first one with not enough moving forward it was just like oh, well, I shot him, and then he came back to life, and then wreaked havoc, and he's still wreaking havoc. Okay. (laughs) This was just like, you just messed up the first movie? Or didn't want to make a three-hour movie the first time? Yeah. So you just made another half, one and a half hour movie. Like, because if you connected these two and made them like one big movie, like It, it would be great. Like, it would be fine, and it would make sense. But where this movie, like... The stuff that it leaves out because it was already in the first movie makes it so that there's no plot like moving forward really in this film. So it's funny you talked about the plot. There's a phrase that has come up multiple times from different reviewers of this movie. I want to say uh, Ebert back in the day. It's called an idiot plot and is a type of plot that can only move forward, can only continue or struggle forward if everyone is fucking stupid. And it is a phrase that comes up in Ebert's like this. It's an idiot plot. He's like, I love this movie, but it's fucking dumb. He's like, everyone's stupid in this for it to work. Yeah. And everyone has to be making really dumb mistakes that causes the bad guy to get away or not be seen or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. We bring it up all the time. It's like, well, this scary movie wouldn't happen if Katie just didn't fall asleep right there on her job. And it's just like, wow, that was really dumb of her. I'm like, well, yeah, that's how the movie continues. You have to be stupid. But this film, when John Carpenter was sitting down with Deborah Hill, the writers of the first one, 
they kind of looked at each other and they kind of shrugged their shoulders like, what the fuck do we do? And the dialogue kind of suffered in their heads. And so they came up with a decision. And spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen this movie, you should watch this. So uh, you should watch it right now and come back. Okay. Uh, hopefully you watched it. Mm-hmm. So they added the fact that Lori and Michael Myers are brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Now, in the 2018 version of this movie, um, one of the kids t- is talking to uh, Andy, I believe is her name, or Abby? Um, uh, Lori's granddaughter. And they were like, oh, I thought Lori and Michael were related. They're like, nah, people just made that up. In this series of movies, they are related. And that is the driving factor of why Michael wants her dead so bad. Yeah. Because they were trying to justify why the fuck would he keep messing with it's her. It's genuinely my favorite part of this movie is the way that they introduced yeah. the fact that there was a third sibling mm-hmm. uh, that wasn't ever talked about, wasn't discussed um, in the first movie. Or in, yeah, in the beginning, like yeah. when he first like goes on his spree at when he's six. I really liked that they added that. Honestly, I feel like this movie, that little nugget, just that tiny little nugget is enough for them to have condensed this movie into the first one, like add it to the first one. Or like, like I said, make these two movies like one big movie and then have the 2018 continuation. Honestly, I love the 2018 continuation. I just, don't understand why you would kick this movie out, really, because it doesn't really affect the, like, continuity. Like, you could keep this movie in where Laurie is, like, in the hospital and struggling and doing all these things in the hospital trying to get away from him, and it would still work, except for the very end of this movie, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. That's when they were like, this is the last one. I'm like, damn, they end this shit. And then he comes back. Well, it's not him coming back. It's uh, the gunshots. Oh, to his eyes. Shit, man. This man takes so many bullets. And just well, like... yeah, but but future versions of Michael can still see, which is why they would have had to like. Cut the newer away. one, I think one of his eyes is jacked up. Yeah. So, yeah. And one has a From scar. H2O. So I think they said one of his eyes is grayed out and one has like a line on it. So they're saying that's where the coat anger went into his eye. Okay. So Lori like poked one of his eyes out and that's why it's gray. And I think the other one's all right, but he should have... No, if you don't count this movie, his eyes are good. Yeah. Or good-ish. So, it is awesome that you said that. I have campaigned for this movie to still be in the canon timeline. The What did they call it in Loki? The oh, main timeline. Jesus. It has a sweet name. It does have a really good name. Yeah. Well, Katie was working on what that is. I would love if this was part of the... the, the, the the cool timeline because this movie it, it it's a continuation it's it's like dlc to the first movie if it was a game and it makes me sad i i love this one so like i said i, I i'm gonna keep singing the praises of this movie it's fun now like i was saying about john carpenter and deborah hill they were kind of struggling with the dialogue and ideas but like katie said Probably the one shining thing that came out of this movie was the fact that Lori and Michael were related because that keeps coming up. Lori pops up a couple of times in the future movies. Now, given at this point, Jamie Lee Curtis was starting to get pretty big. 
and you know she some of these movies she didn't want to do and then they started pulling the oh there's other relatives in the family he gets a niece and he gets uh there's a niece and she's in two movies and she's trying to dodge him and there's another oh the one with paul rudd michael has a i think it's the niece she the niece has a daughter a baby just born and she gets killed paul rudd finds the baby and so paul rudd with a new baby in tow are trying to avoid michael myers oh because he's tommy doyle he's the boy that was in the first movie he's original tommy doyle i wish he came back for the 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 20 that other one, one. he would have got his face mushed in oh it was so cool to see paul rudd get his face mushed in <laughs> i'm so sad so uh we'll talk a little bit about the future of this timeline of it because the sacred timeline oh what a sweet name for it because katie had questions after we watched this movie michael is magic now i say that and i say that sometimes and it's a joke no he's actually magic in this timeline in a way that they never describe or explain up until episode five or six that's when it, the trilogy of the thorn cult pops up now sometimes i call him the shape that is the name of his position in the cult of the thorn he is a demonic being something is inside of him that keeps him from super dying and his job is to kill every person in his lineage and then step three prophets i don't know why he has to but that's what they're going for later on it's like if i kill my niece i game over and they're like we gotta keep her alive i don't know what would actually would happen if he killed everybody they don't really explain it. It's just he's bad. Don't let the bad person do the thing he wants to do. Yeah. Honestly. Now, when they started over, he was not magic anymore. Though, in the last movie, Halloween Kills, uh, when he stabbed a guy, he was just, like, jiggling. Like, he was, like, getting energy from the dead body. So mm, That was weird. That was weird. And he got strong again. And he, I guess he was eating in the sewers, but he was like... Rats. He was like, hi! And just started fighting people again. He was eating rats. He was weird. And in that part two, when they actually, like, fucked him up in the street and he got back up and he's like, that tickled. And just killed everybody. I'm like, is he magic? He has to be magic. Honestly, there's... Even in this one, when the cult... Before the cult existed at all, this fucking person was magic yeah he took six shots to the chest in the first movie he took six shots in this movie he takes another like 12 and is still standing and just fine that's not possible i don't care how much adrenaline you are pumping through your veins i don't care if you like pushed an epipen into your skin just to like make yourself go crazy and hulk out there's no way you could handle 12 shots to your body yeah it's center mass naughty like you would die you would bleed out and die yeah it's weird and they later on it's it becomes the MacGuffin in the room it's like evil cult that's why he can do what he does like oh okay and you just kind of accept it really uh though buster rhymes did like karate the shit out of him and he lost so uh Evil cult is not better than um, Buster Rhymes Karate. Yeah, Karate and Tim's. So, you know, what do you <laughs> karate got? Karate and Tim's. If I got the roundhouse kicked by some Tim's, I'm like, I'm down. They'd but, fall off. Nobody yeah. ever has their their Tim's laced up properly. It fucking hurt before they came off. <laughs> Those things are heavy. 
<laughs> so you can check this film out on Peacock. But we have it on DVD because we're cool kids as I push my glasses up. <laughs> uh, this bad boy runs for 92 minutes. It kind of drags a bit because there's not really a, a plot. Again, because Laurie Strode is in the hospital in a semi-state of shock slash coma that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So we had to fill it in with like other random characters in the town yeah. that don't no, matter. I don't care. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about the ambulance drivers. But, oh, yeah. I mean, cool kill. So, you know, I would give it a shot. It's enjoyable. But just give off the fact that it's just part 1.2. <laughs> it's like a Kingdom Hearts game. Kingdom Hearts 3.4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's not 4, but it's not, it's not 3.5. It's almost 3.5, you know? So, we'll get through this bad boy real quick. Yeah. So, on October 31st, 1978, Michael Myers, trying to get to Laurie Strode in the closet, gets a coat hanger to the eye. Ow, that fucking hurt. And then, Dr. Loomis puts six bullets into his chest. And Michael stumbles out of the window, the second floor, and falls out. Man, that sounds familiar. Yeah. That was the end of part one. Yeah, and in the remake... Lori fell out the window like that, and then she disappears. <laughs> so, Dr. Loomis is like, I did it. I finally killed the evil. He looks back. Mike is gone. He got up quick as fuck. He's like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> so, Dr. Loomis is like, oh, shit. Mike he, does the fast sit-up, the he, Undertaker sit-up. I assume he danger-rolled away. He didn't even get up. He just like... Well, yeah, but <laughs> but that's his thing. Like, oh, yeah. In all these films, he's always doing the Undertaker sit-up. And so, Lori is in shock, and Dr. Loomis calls for 911, an ambulance. While they are trying to get help, Michael scoots off, and he goes, like, a couple of houses down, steals a kitchen knife from an old couple, doesn't kill them. I was proud of Mike. He's like, "Mm, I gotta stay in the shadows for a little bit. I took a lot of bullets. Goes to the house next door, kills a teenage girl. As she is growing more and more concerned about the crazy person that killed somebody down her street. As Mike... She's like on the phone with a yeah. friend talking about, holy crap, did you... Like her friend's like, holy crap, did you see the news? This and this happened. She's like, oh, wait, where? That's down the street. And she's like, yeah, I know. That's why I fucking called you. Yeah. As the front BRB. door... <laughs> yeah. As the front door just quietly opens on its own because no one locks their doors here. Yeah. BRB, I'm going to get hacked you know, to pieces. Mike walks in. He's like, dang, you talking about me? I'm a killer. <laughs> and then Mike Aww. Mike just hops out of the darkness like, yeah, and kills her. So, Lori Strode, uh, she took a knife to the shoulder. Sh- shoulder and, the front, like yeah. So, she gets taken to the Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. Uh, it's Halloween night, so that means there's no one there. That doesn't make any sense. It's yeah. the opposite of any fucking hospital. Now, I get that it's a quiet town. That's what my seven words is going to be. I was talking about small towns. Yeah. Um, so there's no one here except the babies that were just born and one kid that took the biggest fucking bite of an apple and got a razor blade in his mouth. Now I was telling, I was telling Katie, there's a movie that, that happens. And I was like, I just can't remember what it is. We're talking about this like a week ago. Yeah. It's Halloween too. This kid has a full sized razor blade in between his teeth and the mom's like, holy shit, we got to take you to hospital. It's it's a weird just side story. It just happens while people are just like just in a situation. It was weird, but you see the kid with the razor blade, and then afterward, and he's like feeling better, you know. So as 
Lori comes into the hospital. We see that the main the, doctor is drunk. Yeah, he's he's my boy is blowed blitz out, <laughs> and he tells Lori like, "Oh, okay, this stab's kind of bad, but you lost some blood, but it's all good. Let's test your blood and make sure we get the right type, and then we're gonna pump your body full of blood and drugs to make you go to sleep." Lori's like, don't put like, me to please sleep. Don't please don't let me go to sleep. Please. Just, please, I, I can handle the pain. Just let me be you know, awake. I've been through some shit tonight. I don't want to really go to sleep. Yeah. And then they put the fattest syringe into her arms. Like, shut up. <laughs> and pump her full of drugs. So Lori's out. Now, around this time, Dr. Loomis has been talking to Sheriff Brackett. And they've been hanging out in the first movie. And in this movie, they're still riding together. And Dr. Loomis is like... I fucked up. Uh, I shot him. I shot him a lot, but I looked away for five seconds, and he, like, ran off. And the sheriff's like, maybe you didn't shoot him? And he's like, I shot him. I like, unloaded a whole clip in this motherfucker. And he's like, but what if you didn't shoot him? He's like, well, either way, we gotta catch this son of a bitch, because he's out there, and he's gonna kill. Yeah, either way, he's gone, so <laughs> it's a fucking problem. Yeah. As they are talking, they see Michael down the street, walking, and they're like, get him, he's right there. And Dr. Loomis, at this point, he's already shot a man six times. So he's, it, it, the, the limiter is off. He, if he's, he's just ready to. He's shoot on sight. Yeah. He's ready to pull out his gun. And then a cop comes out of nowhere and just plows into Michael and crashes into a van. And then the van and half the car explodes and Michael catches on fire. That's, this is the quickest fucking movie. Yep. Oh, wait. No, that was just a person dressed like Michael that was out trick-or-treating. How? Why? I don't understand what... No, that made zero sense because the first movie, the events of the first movie happened literal minutes before it this was, person was walking down the street. It was weird. So it didn't make sense for that person to be dressed like yeah. Michael Maybe at if all. the mask wasn't completely pale, maybe if it was William Shatner's face... And just from a distance, it looked like it was pale. They could have played it like that, but no. But then why is he dressed exactly the same? Why is he wearing a blue jumpsuit? I don't fucking know. It was weird. I love the scene because that kid gets absolutely demolished. But That scene would have been better put in, like, Halloween 3 or 4. Like, yeah. it's like it's been time has passed, like, a year yeah. or two have and, passed. And, some, and everyone's and some like, kids trying to be cute. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, shit, you know it would be funny? If I dressed up like this serial killer that has just murdered my town. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Sheriff Brackett, he discovers that his daughter Annie, one of the gals from the first movie, she's dead. And Mike killed her. He gives up on driving Loomis around to, yeah, he done. to kill high schoolers. <laughs> and he goes to tell his wife because, man, I hope I get to my wife before someone else says this because this is fucked up. I get him on that. He's like, yep, I gotta go take care of this real quick. So Deputy Gary Hunt takes his place, and so now he, Dr. Loomis has a new partner to question, uh, you know, the, the validity of killing people in the street, and Dr. Loomis is like, we need to kill him. So at the hospital, uh, paramedic Jimmy, uh, there is some past to them, uh, him and Lori, but uh, Jimmy just is in love with Lori. And the she... past doesn't make any sense either, because he's like, oh, he tells... The other paramedic, Bobby, like, oh, that's my brother's, like, classmate. Yeah. Like, he, she goes to school with my brother. That was weird. But, like, okay, why are you so infatuated with her and being, like, 
weird and it was, creepy. It was weird. But Stalker uh, you got to add in someone that's hopefully pure of heart and sweet. Uh, he does like t- touching people while they're asleep. So, yeah, you know. that was a lot. Yeah, but yeah, at least he's not touching boobies or anything, I guess, you know. That we saw. Yeah, you're right. But head nurse Virginia, she is blocking with the ex- extreme prejudice. So, you know, Lori's yeah, not going to get Visiting hours touch. are over. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Shakes her fist. So, we see that Michael's just walking around the town with no real, real goal in sight. Uh, he stabbed a couple people since then, but he didn't know where he's going. Until one tiny little Billy Warlock walks by with a boombox. And Michael hears on the boombox that the survivor of this stabbing is at the hospital. Lori Strode is at the hospital. And Mike's like, oh, turn up. And starts walking down the street. People have walked past him. And they're like, oh, cool, cool costume. Just ignore it. Ignore the six fucking bullets in his chest. And he just keeps walking. So, Mike is on his way to the hospital. Now, Dr. Loomis and um, Deputy Hunt, they follow the trail, and finally they get led to the hospital, but Michael went on a little bit of an excursion before he makes it to the hospital. So, he goes to, what is it, the elementary school? hmm And he just stabs a knife into a picture of a nice little family, and the knife is stabbed into a little girl on the the page and i'm like that's weird and it's like very clearly like a mom and a dad and a, yeah like a five-person family yeah and then that knife is just yeah <laughs> and then like i said it's it, they're building up to the fact that they're related so around this point Lori has herself a dream and about the time she learned she was adopted now her like adopted mom was a bitch about it she's like i told you i'm not your real mom you're adopted i'm like god damn you know and she remembers a memory where she visits michael at the sanitarium she went to the crazy house and visited her brother and mike turns around he's like i'm gonna stab you one day (laughs) you know gives her a look and so it's confirmed for now until 2018 um that they are related. And so now we understand the driving passion of Mike. And man, I really got to stab this lady. Before, it was just like, you got away, so I kind of want to stab you. Now yeah. it's, you're my sister. I was stabbing people, and I saw you. I'm like, holy shit, that's my sister. This bitch thinks she going to get away? I'm going to get you. But again, how would you know that that's your sister? I don't know. Because she was a baby? Yeah. When the whole thing happened? She wouldn't look like any specific person. Well, in this movie, and you he haven't heard seen the name. her in twenty years. So, uh, yeah, but again, her she was adopted. Her last name is her adopted name. Her she's not Lori Myers. Myers. She's Lori Strode. And if she was adopted as a child, her shit would have been sealed. He, yeah, he's in a mental institution prior to there being internet. There's no way he would have been able to, like, back alley maneuver well, getting that information. Well, she did visit him when she... Sorry. She did visit when she was younger. So he saw a young version of her, and he, like, saw her older and was like, you look like my sister. Yeah, I could I'm be. gonna kill you. You know? I That's... You know, they, they had to work with what they had. Yeah. <laughs> so, around this point, Mike isn't even 
sneaking around in D&D terms, he rolls like a fucking six in his stealth, but everyone else around him rolls fucking zeros. Critical fails. People are negative in yeah. their in their perception, and he is just walking down the yard and people are like, "Man, this book is really fucking good." And then he just gets past cameras and just gets into the hospital. It's so simple for him. And this is the idiot plot coming together. So, at this point, Michael is just cutting phone lines, slashing tires, shutting down cars, and he is just stabbing people. He kills the security guard, kills the doctor, and the nurses in the hospital. He does not kill babies. He's cool with the babies, because they didn't do anything. And they don't look like Lori. If a baby looks like Lori... Lori didn't do anything either. She was a baby. Yeah, she should have died that night, apparently, in his head. (laughs) I gotta stab you. So, around this time, uh, Lori, she wakes up because she's like, this don't feel right. And she starts seeing Michael and she starts scuttling away. She's still a little hurt, but she got a good... Still a little drugged. Yeah, she got a good 35-minute nap. So, she's ready to go, (laughs) you know? Whole night of terror. Give me, like, 30 minutes and I'll be good. And I can run some Short rest. Yeah, short... She did... (laughs) In D&D terms, she pulled a short rest and she got her health back. Uh, she did not get any of her, um... <laughs> none of her spells came back. Yeah, none of her spells or her race abilities. Ain't nothing like that. She still has second wind. And she... <laughs> she has an action surge. She has action surge yeah. and second wind. She's yeah. got both of those. Lori's absolutely They've a fighter. They've come back. Yeah, They've she's come back. absolutely a fighter. So... Oh, yeah. Improved critical, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think all final girls are fighters. Yeah, they, or de- multi-class they all have, they all have improved critical, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I'm going to use this coat hanger. Oh, 19. Take it, bitch. <laughs> so, at this point, Jimmy, the paramedic, is looking for Lori because her bed's empty. And it had a couple of stab holes in it. Mike found her room and was like, oh, you sleep? Stabby, stabby. Oh, it's just pillows. This bitch got away. I'm mad now. And so he's just scooting around. Now, Jimmy finds the head nurse Virginia's body. And he steps into the pool of blood and goes to Concussion County. He goes real, real fast. He slips immediately. First class ticket to that motherfucker. So... (laughs) This is probably the most accurate portrayal of a concussion. Of someone slipping and falling in blood that has ever been put to screen. There are movies where people, like, slip in blood and fall and, like, seriously hit their head and, like, two seconds later, they're just fucking fine. Not Jimmy. Not Jimmy. Like, Jimmy. Jimmy. That dude just, like, wiped out and was fucking dead on arrival for yeah, a minute. He does like, not get he, better. He is no, he does bad. not get better. He It takes him, like... You don't. We don't see him for like ten minutes in the movie, which is question mark half an hour of time, and then when he does come back and he's like, "Oh, I got up and I like was able to walk around again." He is fucking out of it, like fully concussed. Like he can't look straight. He's like having trouble staying awake. Dude is fucked up. It's bad. Jesus, man. Uh, So around this time, his name's not Bob. It's Bud. Bud. That's what it was. Uh, Bud gets killed. Well, he doesn't get killed in the hot tub. His girlfriend nurse gets killed in the hot tub. She gets scalding, scalding marks on her whole body. Bud gets choked out. Why does that hot tub even go that high? Yeah. The meter was like, hey, if it goes over this point, it hurts. 
I'm like, yeah. What the fuck? It like here's a red zone, 120 degrees, and it proceeded to go up to like 160. What? My boy Mike's got like. Why would it go that high? He's got fire resistance, man. He had his whole fucking wrist in that water and was like, don't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> Her face was melting. He was like, okay. Oh, he was. That girl was fucked up. <laughs> so around this time, Dr. Loomis, he gets uh, caught by his colleague, Marion Chambers, and she informs Dr. Loomis that Lori and Michael are related. And he's like, holy shit, that's why. He's doing all of this. He's trying to get to her. Where is Lori? She's at the hospital. Holy shit, he's going to the hospital. And they all just kind of hop in the car together. So he has to put a U.S. Marshal at gunpoint so he can actually get to the hospital. Because they're trying to get Dr. Loomis out. Because he's, he you know, caused a high schooler to get exploded. <laughs> and he's shot his gun off at least 12 times in the movie by now. So they're trying to get him out. So he's like, take me to the hospital or I will fucking shoot you. And they're like, oh, holy shit. Okay, okay, okay. So they take him. At this point, Lori has been running this whole time. And one of the nurses, one of the cool nurses, um, it's an iconic scene that Mike stabs her in the back with a scalpel. A fucking scalpel. And then just lifts her body up. And she's like, wow, this really hurts. And then just closes her eyes. <laughs> and now Lori is back on the run. She makes it to the parking lot and hides in a car. And then Jimmy pops up. And Jimmy's like, hey, baby, let's get out of here. And away we go. And then he just head plants into the horn. Uh, Jimmy is still in Concussion County. Like Katie said, realistically, you don't just, I'm going to take a 10-minute nap and I'm good. No, concussions, that's a whole ass day, maybe, of just you fucked up. And he felt hard on his head, man. Whew. So uh, she scoots off from Jimmy. Because, uh, yeah, Michael's like, oh, you're outside trying to get into a car. I'm going to stab you. <laughs> Dr. Loomis, Marion, and the U.S. Marshal, they make it to the hospital. And Lori is crawling back into the hospital. And her voice just is useless at this point. Because she tries to scream for help. And they get inside and then she can finally scream. So And walk. At this point, Dr. Loomis shoots Michael. Um, I will say, before, Lori is down and she's like, holy shit, he's going to get me. Michael proceeds to pull a Kool-Aid man and walk through a fucking glass door. It is the coolest thing, and I wish they did it more in these movies, but he just walks through it. He doesn't run, doesn't headbutt it. He just like, man, this shit. non-human wrecking ball. Yeah, he's like, this shit gonna break, because I'm Michael fucking Myers. Just like fucking Stone Cold. I forgot which pay-per-view it was when the glass just breaks and he walks through it. I'm like, that's cool. Uh, so Mike is just walking. He's like, nothing can stop me. Dr. Loomis shoots him. He's like, ow, and goes down. <laughs> so Michael, <laughs> sometimes bullets will put him down for a little bit. The U.S. Marshal's like, hey, you got him, Dr. Loomis. He's like, get away from Let that body. Let me check body. the body. He's like, hey, man, he's dead. It's all good. Well, keep your eyes on him. The U.S. Marshal looks away. Michael's like, hey, how's it going? And slits his throat. I'm like, you can't look away from this man. So now, back to how the first movie ended. We have Dr. Loomis. And we have Lori, and they are on the run. Marion, she's smart and scoots the fuck off. She is calling the police on the marshal's radio. So, Loomis and Lori, they end up in an operating room. And Dr. Loomis gives her the gun. And then Michael stabs Dr. Loomis. Stabs him once. Good for you, bud, because he likes to stab people a lot. And Dr. Loomis goes down. Lori shoots Michael Myers in both of his eyes. 
And he's what like, what a great shot. He's like, fuck that hurt. At least I got this one eye. God damn, it's dark in here. <laughs> At least I can hear. Yeah. I can still hear. He starts swinging the scalpel. Just based on the sounds. Reckless abandon. It's, I'd be he's like, like, fuck it. Just oh stab God. everybody. <laughs> so Dr. Loomis fills the room with flammable gas. And then Loomis tells Lori to get out. And he lights the gas. And so Dr. Loomis and Michael get caught up in the explosion. And they are dead. Or are they? Yes, they are not dead. So Michael gets engulfed in flames. And he like comes out of the fire a little bit. And then they're like, oh, I'm sleepy. And goes down. Hooray, Michael's dead for two movies. But he's gone for two movies. Later on, Dr. Loomis, he has a wicked scar on one of his cheeks. That's what he got from this explosion. A cheek scar. Maybe he ran out before it exploded. (laughs) More than half his body should be fucked up, but I digress. Well, Michael shouldn't be standing either, but... Yeah, he magic, so. And so, that is Halloween 2. So, Katie, who's your favorite character in Halloween 2? Mike Myers. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, just his overwhelming presence is incredible. And the fact that he sneaks through this movie, not even sneaks, he just quietly walks through this town, even though everyone in this town has listened to the radio or watched TV and heard, hey, there's a fucking weird-ass killer on the loose, he's huge, he's got a big-ass knife, He's, like, wearing this mask and this blue suit. Everyone has heard this fucking newscast. And no one pays him any mind at all. Man walks straight down fucking, like, Main Street, USA, and nobody gave any fucks. (laughs) It was excellent. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, it's Michael Myers. Uh, yeah. And I feel bad because Lori's in this movie. Any movie with Lori. Not, it's so, but she's not in it. It's you know? so bad. It was it goes back to that whole rant I had at the beginning yeah. about the lack of plot and like what yeah. the fuck were they doing with Lori. But I get this because it happens in the new sequel. After the first movie, Lori and the mom, Karen, they were fucked up. But Lori was super fucked up. So she was in a hospital for the whole second part uh, the whole second movie. She's in the hospital the whole time, and it's all up to Tommy and his bat and the mob justice. Evil dies tonight, goddammit, and then it didn't. So, I get what they were going for. They were call back to this movie where she was fucked up the whole time. Yeah. Though that Lori still did a little bit of running. This one, the, the new one, she did not do any running. But no, My- Michael Myers, he's awesome in this movie. It, they upped his awesomeness? His indestructibility. He, he'll take damage and be like, fuck, that hurt. He'll go down, and he's like, okay, I'm good. And he gets back up, and he's like, eh, tickled, I guess. Every one of his movies, he gets farther and farther away from being a normal human. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Or from being, like, a regular kill. And I, I, becoming think a, I think after the six immortal, shots, absolutely immortal. He, was, he was done being just normal. Yeah. Because in that movie, okay, there were a couple I like, of kills. I like and also fucking hate the fact that they did it that way, and he's just magic for no reason. Yeah. And they don't explain it for forever. Yeah. <laughs> it like, takes forever to get to the real reason. I mean, I guess it's kind of the same as Friday the 13th movies, but at yeah. least in at least in that one, still, they waited till six yeah. for him to come back and like be resurrected and all this stuff and be in... 
as invincible as he would be. Um, well, I guess I don't even remember the anyone ever fighting him, Jason back in any of the other movies. Like, he just happens upon these people who are, like, unsuspecting and weak. Like I need to show you Jason Takes Manhattan. Well, yeah, but that's way later. That's yeah. after he's a zombie and after all this wild shit happens. Mm. But, like, I'm saying with... With uh, Jason, he never has to worry really about getting too hurt. He like he's no. not taking tons of bullets he, and all these wild up, things. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I attacked these people and then like I went away. Yeah. But Michael like gets attacked and attacked and attacked and attacked and he just keeps getting up. He's constantly like, I'm fine. The, those bullets didn't do anything. You stabbed me with a machete. Like I'm f- perfectly fine. I can keep going. I can yeah. do this all day. Yeah. And. There's never an explanation of, like, oh, yeah, he, like, raised his machete up in a lightning storm and became a zombie and he's invincible. It's like there's there was never any explanation. And I <laughs> like that there wasn't, and I also hate that there wasn't. Like, I don't know what I really want, but I needed more. It's funny you said I could do this all day. I just pictured Captain Haddonfield. <laughs> he's got, a, like, a, a little shield and an outfit. He's like, I can do this all day. <laughs> Cap versus the Avengers versus, like, Michael, Jason, Freddy, Chucky. That I'd watch the shit out of that. Okay, okay. So, real quick, real quick before we get back to the movie. Captain America could put Michael down. Mm-hmm. Not kill him. I don't... He wouldn't kill him. He would mm-hmm. just... He would slump him up, and then Michael would quietly get up, because he would turn. Mike, uh, Cap would turn. He would knock him out with the shield, and he'd go down, and he's like, okay, hey, Tony, can you call the, you know, the ship? And he would just get up. He wouldn't look. He wouldn't stop looking at him. No, no. He'd he'd call. He, he would feel that he got up. And he'd he was call like, Tony. No, he'd call Tony, but he'd be staring at him the whole time. Oh yeah. Cap would be staring at him the whole time. Yeah. It would be. It would very much be a moment of like, and stay down. Like he would sit back up, and Cap would immediately like, bitch. I said, like he'd throw <laughs> his shield and knock him, knock him back out. Oh my god, he throws it the third time, and Mike just catches it. And he's like. Mm. <laughs> He wouldn't throw it back. He would just, like, hold it. He's like, the fuck is that? And he's like, yeah. uh-oh. Uh, that would be really cool. That's fine. That's when the other Avengers come in. Yeah. I actually want to see horror movie people against the Hulk, Avengers. Hulk, like, picks him up and just does that fucking Loki, like, <laughs> puny god bullshit. He just raises back up. It's, it's slow, <laughs> but he gets back up. The whole, uh, honestly, you, what, you, what we really want is Hulk versus Michael, because that's invincible versus invincible, basically. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Okay. So, who was your least favorite character, and why is it Bud? Oh, uh, here's the many reasons that it's Bud. <laughs> Bud was the worst fucking bro dude in any movie ever. He is constantly talking shit on all of the women in this movie. He picks out just like, oh my god, look at those tits or whatever the fuck. The way he acts to his girlfriend is absolutely atrocious. There's a time when he, like, is he pretends to lay in a hospital bed, or he lays in a hospital yeah. bed, and he calls his, like, he hits the call button, so, like, there's an emergency in the room. And his nurse girlfriend, which we didn't know is his girlfriend at the time, just this random nurse, runs in to, like, to see what the fuck is wrong, and when she pulls back the cover to see what is wrong with the patient, he grabs her and, like, yanks her on top of him and starts making out with her. And, like, what if that wasn't your girlfriend that walked in? What if that was just some random fucking nurse? Like, you are a goddamn sexual assaulter. And then, 
every moment with his girlfriend after that is her saying no and him being like, but yes. Yeah. She said no again. And he's like, but yes, we're going to keep doing it. And it's going to go back and forth and back and forth. Till eventually, out of who the fuck knows why, this bitch agrees to get into a hot tub, which is for some reason in this hospital. I think it was like a therapy thing, it's a th- but it's a it hot is. tub. It but is, but it shouldn't tub. go that hot. It's yeah. just like, fucking why? But like, he basically breaks her down. He has such emotional control over her that he breaks her down into getting naked during her shift yeah. and t- having sex in a hot tub with him. Like, what? I'm supposed to be watching the babies. Yeah. And why do you know so much about the hospital layout, bud? You are not supposed to know all that. You are a fucking paramedic. You know the emergency area of the hospital. You know the ER. You don't know where fucking the physical therapy tubs are or anything else in this hospital. Like, God, you were atrocious. And then, sorry, I'm going to, this good. rant just keeps <laughs> going forever. But also, there's a moment when um, Jimmy fucking <laughs> is talking about Lori and how he knows Lori and, like, kind of... He, like, fades into this, like, oh, well, she's so pretty. Like, kind of, you could tell that Jimmy has the hots for her. And the second that Bud realizes that Jimmy has the hots for her, it immediately becomes super derogatory. Like, oh, are you going to fuck her? Like, are you going to bang her tonight? Are you going to wait till she's, like, you know, asleep in her bed and then go sneak up in the And it's like, dude, you are so skeevy. Just fucking stop talking. You're gross. And you're worthless. I hope you... I wish he would have been the first person in this movie to die, honestly. Yeah. He lasted way too long. Yeah. Uh, Katie, she hit all the, Sorry. the marks. It's <laughs> fine. It was a big rant. That guy sucked. I... And I get it. He's... There was, like, one joke he said, and it made me laugh. But the rest of the time, I was like, oh, well, you gotta add some sex into this movie somewhere. Because all the sexed up teens... I mean, you don't have to, but I'm just saying. But all the sex up teens in the first movie... They got carved up an hour ago. So it's not like, oh, I'm sexy. So Bud had to be the one to push someone to have their titties out in this movie, unfortunately. See, and for me, this movie was doing perfectly yeah. fine without the titties. It was fine. And then, you know, we're like 10 minutes from the end or 15 minutes from the end of the movie. And they're like, oh, surprise, there's titties. Yeah. But why? Like, we yeah. were doing so good. We didn't. This movie was already doing fine. As you know, being the creepy um, killer, like serial killer and blood and guts and gore moment without having any person to pull out their tits. Like, we just yeah. didn't need it. Some movies don't need it. We've watched movies recently that didn't have We've any titties. We've watched a lot of movies that ha- yeah. don't have titties. And honestly, you don't miss them. Like, they're not, they shouldn't be a huge part of horror. They don't need to be a huge yeah. part of horror. Not really. Yeah. So, yeah, Bud was crap and usually with characters like that you're kind of waiting on them to die and bud was just crass and crude and i was just like you're gonna die my guy i can't wait okay so i have one but i think katie has helped me out and she has worked out what i was going to say i wrote it down for you but it's not the right amount of words i don't know what you were going to add to it we were joking, but okay. So what it was going to be was a play on Try That in a Small Town because we were talking about the hospital. And it's like, K 
kid who's like, why is there only like one nurse here? I'm like, it's a small town. And then Mike is just in the room with the babies. And it's like, oh my God, he's trying it in a small town. And I giggled to myself. And I was like, fuck, I need to add another word. I could just say his name or, <laughs> or something. But try that in a small town, Mike. Bitch, try that in a small town. <laughs> and then my other one is, Mike is bulletproof? Yeah, guess that tracks. So, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Dr. Loomis transferring causes, like, 20 deaths. Yeah. They literally, like, you didn't need to transfer him hospitals. He could have just stayed there forever and just been locked up till he dies. But, nope, you gotta just, you couldn't just deal without, with not knowing. Well, it's the problem of Mike Mike was so quiet and non-assuming, even though he's gigantic. They were like, oh, he just stays quiet. And then the second he saw an opening, he's like, I'm out. And they're like, oh my god, he got away. But no, Dr. <laughs> Loomis knew he was evil and had yeah. known that he was pure evil. But I think he still had From doubts the moment that he would he do something. Six. Yeah, he, he's like, I saw the evil in his eyes, but I didn't know he'd run away but if even, he got a chance. But even if you have doubts, <laughs> even if you had doubts that he's going to do something, why would you take the risk and move him? If he is, if you, for a second, think that he might possibly... Yeah do something like he did when he was six again, fucking leave him where he is at, lock his padded cell, take away his windows, like, put, yeah. never, ever let him out. I've never understood that part. Well, they kind of explain how he gets away so easy. It's the cult. They keep getting him out. Yeah. But that's, that's an answer for another day. Right now, it just seems weird that he got free so easily. Yeah. Uh, and then my last one, Michael and Lori related should have remained canon. I like it a lot. And it, it comes back in Halloween H2O. One day we will review it. But, spoilers, Mike is like, I found you, Lori. I've been looking for forever. Found you, sis. Gotcha, bitch. And he's ready to kill her. And then he's like, oh, you had another kid? Yeah. I'm stabbing you, too. Yeah. And so it's, you know, Lori and Josh Hartnett try not to get stabbed by, you know, the fucking brother or uncle. And it's really cool. I... I love Halloween H2O. It's fucking good. And LL Coogee's in that bitch. And he's trying his best to not die because he's black. So, like I said, I enjoy the brother-sister relationship in it. And honestly, a lot of the survivors or heroes in the movies, they're related to Michael. Because it it's like, later it's kind of a magical beeline for the related people. Mike just knows they're somewhere. And he's like, my niece is here. In this town. I'm going to get her. And then they lock eyes. And he's like, I'm going to stab the shit out of you. And I get over there. And it's just, that's how the movie works. So, you know. So, this film came out October 30th, 1981. They dropped this bad boy Halloween Eve. Which, for the times, it's fine. But I, you dropped this October 1st. If that's a Tuesday or a Thursday, you know. But you drop it as early as you could. The first weekend in October. Yeah, yeah, first weekend in October, you drop that bad boy. And you make your money on a scary movie. But back in the day, this was a thing. People would either go trick-or-treating or, hey, let's go see Halloween on Halloween or Halloween Eve. Like, let's go see the scary movie. Yeah. And they made their money like that. The first one came out on the 25th of October. So, it's just like, let's get it as close to Halloween. Let's watch the whole week. Do- you have the whole week to watch it. Yeah. Let's get it as close to Halloween as we can because it's called fucking Halloween. Let's just get it close. So I get it. It's a great idea. So Katie, what do you think the budget for Halloween 2 was? 
I said three dollary dues. Two point five. Not nice. bad. Uh, not that many cha- scene changes. It all happens in a hospital and outside. Which boy howdy, you don't need much for outside. It's just nature. Uh, a couple of explosions. Um, the kills. You had to set up the practical effects for them. But this is a pretty cheap movie, honestly. So what do you think the box office was? Said forty dollar dues. Not a bad idea. Twenty five point five dollar dues. Now still absurd like you know 10 times as yeah. money yeah but it did good but the reception wasn't as warm as the first movie go figure you know um you're never beating the first one especially with this the first one's a fucking banger i love part two but it don't hit as hard as number one you know but they realized that this series has legs and it goes on for a hot fucking minute, y'all. Uh, they rebooted it twice. <laughs> um, the trilogy that we just got ends the story for now. Uh, Michael got juiced. He is in pieces. So um, they're going to reboot it again one day. Probably seven, eight years from now. They'll run that shit back. It'll be a new Michael. And, and a new Lori. Yeah. Well, it'll probably start. It'll be full on reboot. Like, brand yeah. new Halloween 1. Here's a new Laurie Strode. Here's yeah. a new... It'll probably be Jenny, Jenna Ortega. I'm fine with that. She's cool. Um, but that's what happens. With solid series, at some point, you gotta reboot it. Um, they're starting to feel that with Marvel right now. Some of these actors, they're like, this was fun. But that was a fun, like, decade of my life. And I'm good. And I'm like, but we need Captain America. Like get another person <laughs> and so all those spots are getting filled slowly but you know it's, that's what happens with movie series when they go for a long time you gotta start over at some point so i cannot wait for the next nightmare on elm street friday the 13th and halloween they're really fucking good i'm happy that the chucky movies are continuing and the show is doing so good because brad dorf doesn't have to physically be chucky it's not like a andy circus situation he's like cr- crouched over running at people he can just do the voice, and it's just CG or practical puppet effects. So keep keep all these older scary people in business, man. If they can do it, let them do it. So minority kill count. I have the head nurse. She was brown, and Jimmy was white. Bud looked no. Bud was he was white. Um, you said white. Whack. Now. He white. <laughs> I think that's it. Just the head nurse. So, the new number is 404 in a Tito Turtle, in a house, in a plane full of vampires. So, Katie, do you have anything else to say about Halloween 2 before we get out of here? It was good. Kind of, the plot was kind of all over the place. But I liked it in the small things that it brought into the Halloween lore. And I wish they would have kept some of them without erasing them for the newer movies. I'm happy you dug it, because I absolutely enjoy one and two of this, and then uh, Halloween H2O is really good. Uh, I think four, five, or six, one of them's really good. The one with Paul Rudd's pretty fucking good, uh, because I like Paul Rudd a lot, and so I was worried the whole movie that he was going to fucking die. (laughs) So, you know, it had a a little pit in my stomach. But... uh, the Michael movies, they have their moments where this is like, this movie's ass. And the mask looks like ass, and it's just not good. 
and there's some really good gems in there. So one day uh, we'll sit down and we'll watch them, but we will absolutely review the one with Paul Rudd because I think you would absolutely dig that one and Halloween H2O because it's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it and I love Jamie Lee Curtis. So with that, that is the end of this episode. If you have any other cool fun facts about getting shot six times in the chest or, I don't know, stabbing somebody and lifting them up off the ground, uh, text Katie at Pod. We have an email with it. Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Presents. So this was episode 21 in a pocket in the books out of sight. We have 10 more episodes. Oh, man. The hill. We were up at the top of the hill and we were screaming. Now we're, we're coming down. We're coming fast, y'all. But I'm very excited. We have some really cool movies and ideas coming up. Um, we got some really fun, fresh ones coming out. And we got some old ones. I got some that I'm showing Katie. And I'm like, hopefully she likes it. And she just doesn't look at me deadpan in the face and says, that was a movie, Otis. <laughs> I go cry in the restroom for a couple minutes and come back. So the music you listen to right now, that is Flippin' Combined Effort. Flippin' the CE anywhere you can find them. Studio Pizzas, thank you so much for the artwork. So, for Katie, for sleepy old Bella that stopped knocking stuff over, thank you so much for listening, and we will be back tomorrow with another scary movie. Okay, bye guys. Bye! So, at the, what, like 30 minutes in when the kid got the, like, razor blade in in his mouth, Mm -hmm. like, what, we were trying to... go over the logistics of biting an apple that hard to get a razor blade stuck he took the biggest fucking he, he, he tried to eat that apple like a fucking horse right yeah he would have tr- tried to eat that apple whole god fuck that there's had to no hurt. way that you could fit like a kid's mouth that you could fucking open your mouth big enough and take a big enough bite of an apple like apples are so hard to take a big enough bite of an apple to lodge a razor blade like that in the way that it was in his mouth. Fuck, man. He he took a fucking bite out of crime in that apple. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. 60652. <laughs> and we take a bite out of crime. Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois. 60652. Do you still know the... <laughs> I, I made a crazy look. Do you, do you still know the, the address for Zoom? For Zoom? No. It was, I don't know it what was that is. Boston Mass 02164. Uh, you know that show, Zoom, on PBS? Come on in, Zoom. Come on in, Zoom. Nope, I didn't watch that show. Oh, it was so cool. There's kids just doing cartwheels and teaching shit. I was thinking about doing a picture of that for that one uh, PBS trivia thing. Oh, yeah. But every picture has fucking Zoom somewhere on it. And I was like, <laughs> sons of bitches always have hey. the word Zoom in it. Yeah. Yeah. We went off the rails. We were talking about fucking razor blades and we got to scruff and because you said take a bite out of crime. <laughs> so, um, I'll ask you again in another episode. What are you going to dress up for in Halloween? I don't know. I'm not going to any Halloween parties, so, because yeah. I'm working on Halloween or like Halloween weekend, so. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. An old costume that I have. I was thinking about it. I think I want to be Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Okay. Don't know why. That's so random. I thought about it today. I was like, I'm going to be Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. That's so random. <laughs> it just wobbled toward people. <laughs> it just knocked stuff over. <laughs> hey, no one knocks over church in my town. <laughs> okay. There goes a Ghostbuster, but Ooh. that's a lot of work. 
Yes, it is. But that'd be legit. So much work. You would just ghost bust me. Yeah. <laughs> and I just jiggle. So much work. You pull out the vacuum cleaner you're holding as the machine. I just jiggle in front of you. And then we'll yeah. Photoshop in the colors later. I'll just go as the Michelin man and told, tell people that we're brothers. <laughs> <laughs> My brother's demonic. I just sell tires to people. I just sell tires. <laughs> yeah. He got so famous because he was in a movie and shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. Bye.